This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie Captain America the Winter Soldier. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A Cinemavention! Best of popcorn. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we will be discussing the movie Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which my guest has seen before. He is a regular Diamond Club Game Night contributor. Please welcome back to the show, Tom DeJan Vittorio. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Good enough. Good enough. Oh, come on. Come on. That's it- why I'm Tom D. <laughs> but I uh, I got it. Uh, that, that was the closest yet, though. Okay. That's yes. all I can hope for. How I got to keep coming back on the show so you can keep practicing. Absolutely. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm pretty good. How you doing? Doing good, man. Um, I'm excited to talk about this movie with you, man. Um, this is our the first Marvel movie in our series of Marvel movies as I get ready to watch uh, the Guardians 3 film. Uh, I have some problems with how the MCU um, makes it so that you have to watch those films in order in order to see the new Guardians movie, but I digress. <laughs> I, I mean, it does help to have been able to see these as they came out, but you know, yeah, circumstances prevent you from doing that. Yeah, but. I didn't have that luxury, unfortunately. But you know, do what you can. Yeah, that's absolutely. what Disney Plus is for. Yeah, that is what Disney Plus is. Actually, that to be fair though, before Disney Plus, I'm sure this actually would have been maybe not harder, but it would have been more would have been less convenient. Let's just put it that way, you know, because it's definitely made it a lot easier to consolidate it into one thing for sure. Yeah. So. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, we're going to talk about Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and we're going to begin by going over the stats of this movie real quick. So Captain America, the Winter Soldier is available for rent or purchase on DVD and Blu-ray and physical stores and on all major Internet distributors and is available, as I mentioned, on Disney Plus. Captain America, the Winter Soldier was released by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures on April 4th, 2014. Wow. Yeah. Taking it back uh, uh, nine, nine years. years. Yeah, that's insane. You just passed nine years. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, the movie was directed by the Russo brothers and stars Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Robert Redford, Sebast- Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, and Samuel L. Jackson. The movie had a budget of 170 to 177 million and made 714.4 million dollars in the theaters. Tom, I have to imagine it was probably close to opening weekend, if not just after opening weekend, when you saw this movie, right? Like in in theaters, I'm guessing. Well, I'm going to get to that because I actually do know exactly when I saw this because I do have a record of it. Oh, not a ticket stub like I did for Thor one in 2011. And then I got a Facebook message about when I saw Civil War for the first time in 2016, which was today. I'm not going to say the date of when this is being recorded. Okay. But for Winter Soldier, 
That was uh, Saturday, April 5th, 2014 at 1 o'clock p.m. at my local Cinemark. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was basically right on opening weekend. So, uh, yep. yeah, like the day that of. opened on a Friday. I'll be what if I went to see it on Saturday. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy how those movie releases go because Guardians 3 um, had a release date of Friday. But I was definitely able to get tickets for Thursday showings because yeah, that's been a thing recently. Apparently, that's how that works now. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so at this time, right? It's like you were we're kind of like halfway through um, the M. Like, are we at phase two at this point in the MCU? Um, I believe this is phase two. Yes. Yeah, and I I don't know if they end if they actually called them phases back then. But yeah, we're we're at about phase two at this point. So I can't remember, but yeah, uh, Avengers one ended phase one. This was the second movie release after that because after Avengers was Iron Man three in twenty thirteen, I think. Right, right. And mm-hmm. then this was twenty fourteen. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. So early on in phase two. So yeah, and um and yeah no and it's interesting too because um. It's it's funny because a lot of the Phase One movies were were by Paramount, and in many ways, I personally believe Phase One is the best phase of all the MCU because you could watch the movies and not uh, and not have any context um, beforehand and be golden, you know. <laughs> well, because there was no context. That's that's true too. All, yeah, <laughs> I mean, aside from the one sequel that was in there, Iron Man Two. Sure. Hmm. But yeah, no, and then everything I, built up to Avengers one. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, no, I love the Avengers one. Um, the Avengers was a great movie. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, I, we, I did watch um, the last 10 minutes of Iron Man three. I won't spoil what happens, but I was told to watch the last 10 minutes of Iron Man three uh, for a good reason of what happens uh, yes, to I, Tony Stark uh, at the end. So. Yeah, yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I've um, gone back and watched Iron Man three since twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I I I I don't know. I I I keep hearing conflicting um like opinions about whether I should see Iron Man two and Iron Man three. Like, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I we I I don't think we didn't include it in the in the list for the for getting to Guardians. I might I might go back and watch it in my own spare time at this point. You know, like I don't think it needs to be anything cinema no, not related really because i don't think they were really thinking about guardians at the time and not to say anything up for that yeah but that's all cosmic slash space stuff anyways yeah well and and really the only um the only significant part about iron man 2 and iron man 3 is that we're introduced to black widow for the first time like yeah. but then again we ha- we we were already introduced to her in the avengers so um well, no, it was first in Iron Man 2. Right, and then she, she was in the Avengers. Right, exactly. Yeah. But she wasn't an insignificant part of Iron Man 2. Oh, yeah, no. Absolutely. Yeah, no, she was um, she was a pretty important character for that story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And um, and I alluded to it earlier. Um, You know, I, w- I wish all MCU movies were, uh, were like this movie in terms of no context, because because I will tell you, um, uh, I I did not watch the first Captain America movie before seeing this movie, and 
there are definitely some context clues that I later learned about um, in the first Avenger that could have helped with this movie, maybe. But I would argue that they weren't entirely necessary. Like, maybe um, to enjoy the actual story, it would have been great if I um, went back and saw the first Avenger because there were a few details that were a little fuzzy um, in Winter Soldier that I that had I watched the first Avenger would have probably made it a better experience. However, having watched um, Winter Soldier without watching anything previously other than the four movies that I covered um, on the last time we went through a Marvel watch through, which was, of course, um, Iron Man 1, the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Black Panther, with just those four films under my belt, this movie was still a wonderful time and a great experience. And a lot of the stuff that they talked about, you know, didn't necessarily require the previous movie's context. Although if you did have it, you would have, you would admittedly probably have a better experience. But again, it was not entirely necessary to enjoy this story, right? That sounds about accurate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do explain stuff. But they also explain it obviously in the first movie. I think they, I think they cover enough to catch you up. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think I think probably the biggest detail that um that I didn't realize until afterwards that I you know sort of figured out after the fact was the fact that um Bucky Barnes is of course um Steve Rogers' old friend uh from you know from basic training basically. Um, oh, no, from Brooklyn, their childhood or, friends. Yeah, childhood friends even. Yeah, that's right. True. It even goes far beyond that. You're right. Um, but um, but in this movie, um, Bucky Barnes, um, who becomes the Winter Soldier, of course. Um, but um, but it's it's interesting, right? Because um, that information isn't even revealed until halfway through the movie anyway. If you were to to maybe pick up on, you know, context clues throughout, um, throughout the first like half of the movie, like maybe you could figure out that that figure was, um, I mean that the, I mean, obviously you knew that was the winter soldier, but even with that, you know, face shield on, it was kind of hard to tell, tell whether this character was Bucky Barnes originally. Like you don't really know that, that he's Bucky Barnes until later on in the film, honestly. And so, for that reason, I felt like it was still an enjoyable story because I didn't necessarily know, you know, who like nobody knew who that who was behind that mask, you know? Yeah, they did keep him obscured for a bunch of it until the reveal. Yeah, and um yeah, and, and spoiler if you haven't seen First Avenger, but of course, you know, Bucky is Steve Rogers Rogers's friend. Um and um and 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 I say spoiler on this particular part because if you haven't seen the first Avenger, then you would know that uh that he supposedly fall fell out of the train, and we presumed that he died then. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that Hydra had other plans for for him and basically took his body, basically performed experiments of their own and sort of turned him into this evil specimen, I guess you could call him. And which honestly, typical Hydra behavior, to be honest, <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. Right. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of brainwashing uh, replaces left arm with that metal arm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and um, and it's interesting because we learn in future movies, although it, it's kind of mentioned in this one a little bit, um, that Bucky, you know, being evil, like he's essentially being evil against his will almost because he's, yeah, like you said, he's basically being brainwashed. And it's not really until like towards the end of the movie they like briefly touched upon it, but I feel like it in Civil War they kind of go even more into that story arc a little bit, even more so than they did in this movie. And to be honest, I don't I don't think that's really that it it's not really that necessary because you know of course he's the main antagonist um, in this movie. Of course I say that, but. I don't, but I wouldn't even call him the main antagonist because of the fact that, you know, he's being brainwashed. I would instead give the role of antagonist to um, Alexander Pierce, the Hydra um, infiltrator that's sort of infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, And we find out in this movie um, that he is a Hydra operative, essentially. Which, by the way, I'm I'm almost certain they have used... um, uh the the Alexander Pierce character before but it but this this was the first time that we saw this unique angle for him right i mean he was probably one of supposed to be one of the figures um in that shadowy scene during avengers 1 yeah but mm-hmm. obviously they weren't going to reveal that just keep it all excuse me uh i just keep saying shady but in the literally in the dark we don't know who any of these people are yeah, well, they yeah. didn't have names. They probably didn't have actors to play the roles, considering that was two years before Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the shadowy figures that Fury was talking to during the Battle of New York. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, that's true. Yeah, because we because we see them right. Like we obviously see the boardroom. I I, I guess is I I always call it the boardroom. I I don't know if it's actually called that really, but but the like sinister boardroom. Yeah, in my mind, I just call it the boardroom because they're kind of set up in that way. But yeah, I mean, we have, yeah, but in, but you're right. In Avengers 1, we really don't have any context information on any of those characters whatsoever. Like they're just kind of there and they're just kind of, you know, running thing, running operations behind the scenes. But that's all that we know about them, right? Like this is the first time we've actually been exploring the shield sort of headquarters right sorry what were we gonna say at the time that's all we needed to know that was fine. yeah right that's true too yeah at the time that's all we needed to know yeah um but before i talk about alexander pierce i do want to uh mention that it's important to note that you know because he was the one who took over command basically after nick fury was successfully killed by the winter soldier or was he because Nick Fury, it turns out, um, fakes his death, um, unlike we previously thought when watching this movie. Because I, I was totally convinced that he, um, that he had died. Although I, of course, had context clues that would suggest to me that that wasn't entirely true anyway. But also, like it, it, it was kind of fun still because, like, I, I was sort of had was playing that game in the background of like, well, how does he come back to life? You know, cause that was the, the big question. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but how the hell Nick Fury is able to fake his death is still a mystery to me. But, um, but to be fair, it did feel a little weird that like, 
Because during the police chase scene, which, by the way, was a complete setup by S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA, because when I rewatched the scene, I realized that the car computer says there's no active police presence, which suggested that... police show up. Right, which suggested that 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 was all fake police that was going after them. So, um... And it was and it was weird could be because like Nick Fury survived all of that. And so for him to succumb to his injuries in Captain America's apartment would have been a weird way to go out, honestly, considering all he had gone through previously. But then again, it it seemed like it was a fatal shot that hit him. So so I don't know. Plot convenience. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. By the way, that yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Get shot. Make it to Roger's apartment. Tell him what's going on. Give the drive and, and then die. Yeah, die. yeah. Yeah, die. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. But yeah, convenient that he uh that he miraculously comes back to life. But I did enjoy that line during that back in that police chase where um where the car very helpfully tells Nick Fury uh when he asks what isn't damaged, oh the AC's working great. Somehow that's the only thing that's not damaged, and I—that's hilarious to me. So um, that's why they put that in there. Because oh funny. yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, but back to Alexander Pierce. Um, he is sort of our bad guy in this film, and 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 he and it turns out that he was the one that orchestrated Nick Fury's assassination and is responsible for all the chaos that ensues after Captain America basically sort of turns his back um, against S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point because Nick Fury tells him to not trust anybody because we find out later that S.H.I.E.L.D. is is corrupted by all of these HYDRA officials. And in fact, Captain America literally becomes a fugitive of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a result. And so S.H.I.E.L.D. is after him trying to take him out, right? I did think... yeah. Yeah. I did think it was a little weird, though, that like, uh, you know, because because Captain America is clearly not a good liar because he could not keep that information to himself about Nick Fury because like because he was literally instructed by Nick Fury not to mention anything. And he still mentioned it anyway when when he kept being pried about it. Right. And I think it's just an instance of he sucks at lying, you know, <laughs> not a, not everyone's a great liar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I thought it was interesting because I I would equate like the first clue to being that something was up was the fact that um, Nick Fury goes to decrypt the files um, that Black Widow retrieves from that flash drive from the first battle against um, uh, Bat- ba- Batrick or Batrock. Yeah, Batrock. Um, Batrock the Leaper. Yeah, Batrock the Leaper. Yeah, which I'm not which. Was that really just there just so that they could steal the flash drive? Because I don't think we really would touch on that aspect of the story ever again, except for that at the very beginning, right? Probably not. That or it was to bring in more characters, uh, you know, show off his stealth suit like I got here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, sell more toys, stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But also like they they would have eventually got to that point I feel like anyway. Like yeah, they, it it really just felt like that was a plot device used to, you know, so that they could get the flash drive honestly. Um were there also hostages they were trying to rescue too? 
Um, there might have been, but I don't. Rem- I actually, I honestly don't remember because, I, and I, I don't even think if there was, it wasn't really clear to me that there was because because I don't, I don't remember that um, being a part of the story. So if that was the objective, that was not clear to me. Um, I just know that that's how they got the flash drive of all that um, of all those files, right? Um, yeah, I did enjoy. I did enjoy uh, the fact that, like, halfway through that scene, it briefly felt like I was in the middle of watching a pirate movie <laughs> because it definitely uh, felt that way. And in fact, um, Steve Rogers literally refers to them as pirates later on when when uh, he's talking to Natasha uh, about everything. So, um, well, well, I mean, if you're taking over a ship, that kind of fits the profile. Yeah, I guess that does count as a as a as pirates. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, um, but uh, but uh, tell me if you think I'm uh, I'm on the mark on this, uh, Tom, because I'd like to think of this movie as sort of an espionage story, sort of an inside job, if you will, um, because of you know what happens in the story, because you know Hydra has basically infiltrated Shield and is secretly we find out is secretly running all the operations at in shield at this point. Um, and it, it's one of those things where desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, and basically as a result, they just, it, um, the shield complete shield organization gets dissolved because, you know, I guess it's just gotten too corrupt from what I've gathered. Right. Like that's pretty much what's going on. Right. Yeah. I would definitely call this an espionage movie. I definitely has that feel. And yes, by the end of the movie, Shield is no more. Yeah, which that is can the MCU that it is gone. Yeah, which may, which I'm sure made things a little awkward be, um, when Agents of Shield, which was a TV yeah. series that was on ABC at this time, was still happening, and there were still new episodes being released. So after this movie comes out, this is I. I, I I haven't watched Agents, Agents of Shield yet, but I'm very curious how in the world they pick up the story from that point. Considering that, like, yeah, literally, it's like Shield is gone in uh, in this movie, but you still have a TV series called Agents of Shield. So, how do you make that work? <laughs> Wish I could tell you, I didn't watch Agents of Shield that long. Basically got the episode tied in with Thor of Dark World and then dropped off after that. Oh, and then dropped off at that point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm I, I, I think I will actually end up going back and watching Agents of Shield, although there's 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 like six seasons of it I found out, so there's a lot to watch of that T V series. So so we'll see, um we'll see how far I actually can get on that one. But um but yeah, no, that that's gotta be an interesting way to uh like uh, an interesting way to try to write um that story given all the events of this movie and um because marvel likes to do that like marvel likes to like especially with their tv properties and streaming properties that they have now they they try to tie um those into the movies as well and so it's one of the and, and a lot of times it's one of those situations where like you, you know, it, um, you know, it's like because uh, we're going through all these Marvel movies right now to get to Guardians three, and in a lot of cases, it's the, it's the same situation where you have to watch all these Marvel movies to get up to the TV series and streaming series, even which is you know because they like to tie everything in, right? Yeah, you pretty much need to be 
current as of well, Vendor's Endgame when WandaVision started. Yeah. It all started after that. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and, and a lot of those series, yeah, you basically had to be um I mean, to be fair, Endgame was kind of like the culmination and the ending of everything, right? And so so it would make sense that like you would have to get to the end of that in order to start with um with I get I get and I guess those ser- those TV series are technically the start of phase four, right? And so yeah, they are. Yeah, so it would make sense that you know every, anything in phase four, you'd have to know everything from phase three and before to get to that point. So yeah, because technically, <clears throat> Agents of Shield, all the stuff on Netflix that they did, that's not canon. Oh, interesting. So, um, yeah. So, w- what are those? So, those series are um... uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And, and the Punisher and the Defenders. Okay. Yeah. And th- and those were Netflix series that Marvel just did for Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, now they're on uh, Disney Plus. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um. Do they still have the Netflix intro or did they get rid of that when, when it moved over to Disney? I mean, I've not gone back and watched any of it, but I think they did get rid of the Netflix intro. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just I, pull I just one w- up on Disney Plus and check. Yeah. Well, I, I'm because I'm just curious because um because they didn't um Disney didn't bother to remove the Paramount um intro from the original um uh phase one movie. So that's why I was curious. So so yeah. Oh. That's interesting. Um, speaking of Hydra, by the by the way, it probably would have been better um, to know that um, that this was the original organization that Captain America was fighting against in the first film. But it was still a good watch because um, you know because I because I yeah I got to it I still enjoyed the fact that you know Shield has sort of like these operatives that are working against uh, the greater good. You know, and it it basically like Shield had some imposters in its midst, and I realize I'm now literally describing the game Among Us. <laughs> Steve this Rogers, is not Fortnite. yeah, Steve Rogers would be a terrible Among Us player, by the way. <laughs> but um, yeah, just back to that last point for just one more second. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, having if you had seen First Avenger, you would have also been introduced to Red Skull. Who doesn't show back up until Infinity War? Oh, wait! Uh, remind yeah. me again. What, what character is that? Red Skull. Yeah. I mean, what he was in Infinity War? Um, or yeah, just in general, yeah. Well, I mean, he was the main bad guy in First Avenger. Oh, so oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. That's right. Yep. yep. And then he shows back up in Infinity War. No one's expecting that. At least I wasn't expecting that when I saw Infinity War. Aha. He, he was the one guarding the Soul Stone. Got it. Okay. Which, unfortunately, I missed that watch party, so I didn't see your initial reaction to Yeah, 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 Red yeah. Skull. Yeah, no, and yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and, and the Soul Stone um remind me from Infinity War a spoiler. Uh, actually, um we won't spoil what actually happens, but um I'll I'll try to I'll try to talk around it um as best i can um soul stone is the one where they're where the where 
Thanos, both Thanos has to retreat. Like, Thanos has is has to go to a certain place to retrieve that one, right? Uh, Vormir is where the source. Right, source and and he has to he has to do a thing that is uh, that is very uh, that is very soul, focal point. A, a soul for a soul. Yes, and that's all. And that's all we'll uh, and, and that's all we'll say on it. Uh, uh, go watch Infinity War if you want to know what we're talking about. Um, Makes but it yeah. very interesting for Peter Quill in the uh, Guardians movies afterwards. Inter- yeah, yeah, absolutely, and um, and yeah, that's interesting because uh, yeah, well, and and that's crazy. Yeah, I never, literally until just now, I never connected the two characters until just now. I had no idea. That's insane. No. Same character, different actor. That's they crazy. Weaving. They didn't get weaving back for. Oh, uh, got it. Avengers. Maybe that's why I didn't make the correlation then. Because, yeah. No. I, I mean, that's fine. They've recasted in the uh, series before. Yeah, that's sure. Fine. Fair enough. And, and, and yeah, and, and I'm not faulting them for doing that. But I'm just saying that, like, I, if I would have, rec- I, I think if I would have recognized the voice, that would I would have been able to make the correlation a lot easier, I think. But, well, but yeah. Bright red face kind of gives it away. Yeah, true. I mean, in my defense, though, there's a lot in Infinity War. There's a lot to. There's a lot in that movie. So <laughs> wow, that is even more an Endgame. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, well, let's pull it back about five years. Let's get back to <laughs> our boy here, the Winter Soldier, yeah. and his friend, best friend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but we also uh, it, it, going back to this movie. Um, we do see that scene. Uh, this is another moment where um, it probably would have been better to have seen the first movie because Steve Rogers goes to visit a very old Peggy Carter. Uh, in this, uh, in basically this retirement home that she's um living in, basically, and um and and. And it, it was it was pretty evident at this point that it's like it, it feels it feels like, you know, she's about to die given the circumstances, but she doesn't yet in this movie. No. Um, and so um, and, and that scene probably would have been more powerful had I known about, you know, the Agent Carter tie in in the first movie. But either way, like I was still able to grasp that, you know, obviously she was an important figure in steve rogers's life in some aspect right and so you know I, I i think that point was still made even though i didn't have the full context of that moment um you know also yeah, she, the fact she, that she, she is the one who started shield right so can't quite remember but she was not an insignificant part of first avenger yes it's been a while since i've seen the avengers but i i yeah. I I'm willing to agree with you well, on I mean, that. The first Captain America movie. Yeah, she, she did play. She did play a major part in that. Oh, in the in the first Avenger, absolutely. First Avenger. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. The yeah. Avengers, the first Avenger. Oh right. Oh okay. I thought yeah. I, I. Okay, I misheard you. I thought I, I thought you said the Avengers. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Three first three. movie. Yeah. Absolutely. She has a major role in that one. Absolutely. Um. But uh. But yeah. And no, then of course she's just a normal human. She's going to age the 50, 60, 70 years yeah. between which, the end which, of First Avenger and let's just say 2014. Yeah. Peggy, well, it's the same year the movie takes place in. Rogers never aged because 
either the super soldier serum or being a capsicle to quote Iron Man for that long. He stayed looking young. Yeah, that must have been that must have been weird for uh, for Peggy, right? Because because uh, it's like you, you, like she's lived her entire life, right? And she's at this like very old age now, and to still see Steve Rogers as he was back then, like that that must have been a weird uh, basically thing. something like this. Yeah, well, and also too, I believe it's revealed too that um, that she's dealing with some sort of Alzheimer's at this point. And so, I don't know, like, I, that adds a whole nother layer of complexity to it, too, um, in terms of, you know, the, the fact that, you know, it's still a young Steve Rogers. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, two different, uh, two other characters that are in uh, this movie. It's not just Captain America going around saving the day. Uh, Black Widow and Falcon are are along for the ride in this movie. Um and and basically, um, the entire plot point of this entire movie is basically that Hydra slash Shield are basically going after Captain America and Black Widow. Pretty much this entire movie, essentially. And you know, it's like it's one of those situations where like nowhere is safe, right? And right. so you know, and and of course, Hydra and Shield are trying to keep them from discovering all the insider information that. That you know, Captain America and Black Widow are having to piece together themselves, basically, and so they have to, you know, be so undercover that they're doing research in an Apple store because that's the place to go to look at classified information. Is that a is that an Apple store, right? <laughs> Product placement. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also we know that they're the good guys because they're using Apple products, right? <laughs> that, is, that is true. So yeah, that's how uh, it, it, that's how you know. By the way, if if a character if a main character is using an Apple device, then you know they're a good uh, they're they're a good character because Apple has this weird um clause when they license their logo in movies is that only good guys are allowed to use apple products <laughs> correct so hey so you know that they're um you know that they're the good guys not that there was any contention but still <laughs> but uh but they're but steve and um natasha are going to extreme lengths to make sure that uh that they're hiding um themselves and they basically have to act like they're a married couple, and it's like when they're in the Apple Store, that's like they're looking at going to New Jersey for their uh, for their honeymoon. <laughs> um, well, Natasha has a lot more experience with this stuff than Steve does, so she has to explain it to him every step of the way. Tell yeah, him what to do uh, how to divert attention. Yeah, that's Especially true. On, like, yeah. like on that escalator. Yeah, we yeah, where yeah, they yeah, 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 because they really have to sell the fart because they they basically start making out to hide their faces from the shield folks that are after them. Talk about an awkward moment when it's been very clearly established that they have a platonic friendship. Like that that's got to be awkward, right? <laughs> you got to do what you have to to survive. The, the very very true, very true. Um and the information that is on the uh, the flash drive basically leads them to this sort of secret bunker at Captain America's old stomping grounds, um, where he did his basic training from in the first movie. Yeah, and, that's uh, Camp Lehigh. Yeah, thank you. And and this I, this secret bunker, I got to tell you, like 
it, it has this very old mi- military computer that looks like it was taken straight out of the 1970s, 1980s. But one minor gripe that we all had in the watch party is that you have these ancient computer systems. And then you have this one modern USB hub that's powering the entire thing, <laughs> which I thought was really interesting given the rest of the equipment. Well, what do they got to do? Try to get all the tape reels online? Plug in the drive and go. Make it go a lot faster. Yeah, how they got that USB hub to work on that old machine is still a mystery to me. But hey, you know, adapters like, and converters. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of adapters that we don't see behind the computer. Um, also, um, I, I forgot to put this in my notes, but I'm I'm remembering it just now. Uh, the fact that uh, uh, Natasha uh, walks up to the computer and says, "Shall we play a game?" Which is yeah, a direct quotes, she, quote from War Games. <laughs> quoted War Games. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, I, I, I heard that line, and I was like, "Oh, it's it." My Cinemavention work has not gone without, um, without. Uh, it's not gone in vain. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, didn't we make reference to that in the watch party? I'm, I'm almost certain we did. Yeah, no. Well, because I picked on, uh, picked up on that immediately when she said it. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I had I not watched War Games, I would not get this joke. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that is such a such a such a great line that um, that honestly is still a great line, even if you don't know the movie. But it's even better if you know it. So <laughs> if you know, you know. Right. <laughs> yep. yep. But uh, but of course, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, this is the moment where everything is revealed to the, to our heroes. At which point, S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA operatives fire a ballistic missile straight in the direction of the military base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, and they survived. Yeah, they survived, though, to be fair. So, um, so, um, the, uh, so Black Widow makes a return in this movie, but we are introduced to a brand new character that, of course, is that, which, of course, is going to have a major impact not only in the later um, MCU movies, but also um, ends up becoming um, essential to um, the TV series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you are familiar with that series, I will definitely have to go back and uh, and or I'll have to go and watch that one after I'm done going through this series. But, um, because we are, this is the movie where we are introduced to Sam Wilson, aka the Falcon character, for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I and. I, if if there was more information about him that I that I just didn't pick up on, then I just didn't pick up on it because from what I can tell, not much is known about him in this movie. Like the only things we really know is that he's an old friend of Steve Rogers and that no, he no, used to not. be. Oh, he's not. Oh, he's not even that. No, uh, they did not meet until that run around the reflecting pool in DC. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. But we do know that he, he yeah, we do know he, that he's a former U.S. Air Force pararescueman, though. So yeah, did probably did some work with experimental rocket packs, and of course the wings he's got to support support. Uh, that's he's going to show off later on. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I, and I guess the only other movie that we really get any backstory on his character is the first Ant Man movie. Um. I did not watch the full Ant-Man movie, but I did watch a recap of it and I watched enough of it to know that 
we get a little bit of his background, like a little bit more of about his background in that movie. But I, I know he, I know he showed up to confront Scott Lang when Lang went to the Avengers HQ. But I didn't really get anything more out of Sam from that. Interesting, yeah, and 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 to be honest, even in Infinity War and Endgame, his story is is still not really flushed out. Like I I assume it's that's probably why they have Falcon and the Winter Soldier is to basically you know go more in depth on those characters. Like I assume that's the outlet where they finally give the give us the backstory on his character, right? They do introduce his family during the TV series. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And and yeah, and and I I just find it a little weird that that it like it took this long for us to finally get any backstory on his character. But to be fair, like there's so many other characters that are that are you know going on in you know in this movie and subsequent MCU movies. So you know you almost kind of have to have this TV series if you want to have you know any time to talk about um, his role in the in the story and everything right yeah i'm also wondering if they just assume that people knew about Falcon's history in the comics from the 70s since oh that was a that was a big part of captain america's character because they shared a series for a oh that's right yeah because of the mar because oh, of the comics yeah and and i haven't seen any of the comics so yeah yeah and that's you know, i've gone back to read any of the comics but there's various recap videos on YouTube that explain it all. Yeah, yeah. Make sure to watch that, especially off of Screen Crush. Yeah. Well, and, and not only uh, that, but it would literally be impossible to uh, to read every single comic, because there's been so many now. Yeah. <laughs> so Coming up, on, coming up on 100 years of superheroes. Yeah, that's true. If yeah. If we're starting from Superman, that's like 10 years. Well, 100 years since his first issue, but different yeah. series. Different canon, not Still. Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Also, where, where it's yeah, well, Rogers is that old, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I I would. Yeah, he's pretty close to that age. World yeah. War Two era. So yeah. yeah, his centennial would come up in like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I did enjoy that uh, that scene. It was a great surprise when um, Captain America and Black Widow are threatening to kill that shield guy like they're basically trying to get information out of him uh, about the whole like you know project insight thing basically uh, well was that his name uh well i i well I, I don't remember what is uh i don't remember what the shield guy's uh, name is unfortunately guy, right? yeah 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 i don't uh, yeah. i think that's uh well i think that's his name oh Anyways, okay. yeah yeah threaten him on the roof throw his ass off yeah, but well, it, well it, yeah, well, and it was a it was a cop out, right? Because because uh, yeah. first of all, well, first of all, he even he, he even tells Captain America, it's like you wouldn't push me off, and he's like, no, no, but she but would, she would, yeah, and, and then does proceeds to push him off, and then uh, and then Falcon comes in and swoops him in and brings him back in, and and it, but basically you know forces him to talk right about you know Project Insight. Um, I think that's why they, that push scared the crap out of him, and then he talked. Right, and then he started talking. Yeah, because Which, yeah, yeah. Well, because at that point, it's like it's his life, or um, or he discloses uh the project. Right at that mm-hmm. point, right, it's literally life or death for him at this point. Right. Yep. 
Yeah. And and that confession does include the first reference to Doctor Strange. MCU. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, because um because it's mentioned, mentioned as one Steven of the targets. Strange. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so so that was a big thing when Strange was mentioned. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't see him for like three years, I think. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because this was twenty fourteen. Doctor Strange was seventeen, I think. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, so three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Partially written by your friend and mine, C. Robert Cargill. Hey, hey, there we go. Does that mean that does that mean that we're somehow like connected to the MCU now just because we know C. Robert Cargill? <laughs> sure. It's sure. sure. Yeah, no, honestly, yeah, no. I I I I've got nothing else, so that's uh, that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> but um but uh, but uh, but it's interesting because he talks about Project Insight because at the beginning of the movie, um it's the same project that Captain America, you know, didn't have clearance to look at, but Nick Fury showed him. Um, and it's almost presu- it's almost like a it's set up to where like what they thought the project was or wh- what Nick Fury thought the project was, but it turns out it had way more um, nefarious purposes for Hydra's uh, sake. Um, it was basically used to take out anyone that stood in their way. Like almost, I, I almost kind of refer to it as a bounty system, almost right. Like it's pretty much a I mean, bounty system bounty for Hydra, pre- right? Bounty presumes that you're getting paid for it. Yeah. I mean, no indirectly, no you probably are. I mean, indirectly, if you're working for S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe you are. Well, it's not specifically turn a person over, you get a sum of money. That's usually what a bounty is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I am. Uh, to be fair, I am using the, like, standard, uh, uh, like, the sort of stereotypical uh, bounty term where it's like you you shoot to kill and all that stuff. Whereas yeah, most bounties are just like they want to get money out of people basically. (laughs) Well, there is dead or alive. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it leads of course into a big battle scene where, um, you know, it's, it's a battle scene, you know, so there's not much really to say other than um, there are a couple things that I do want to mention about it. Um, the first one is that um correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe it's the Winter Soldier, or maybe it's one of the characters inside the car. I don't remember exactly. But the fact that they're able to just rip the steering wheel out of the vehicle uh that they were using, I thought was a pretty crazy scene. Um Well well when you've got a cybernetically enhanced arm, it seems pretty easy to rip steering wheels off. Yeah, well, and and it's also one of those situations. Is like how, like wh- how? Because if you take out the steering wheel, where in the world is the car supposed to go? <laughs> uh, straight on uh, on its last course. That's where it's going. Yeah, straight into a whether it's a ditch or another car or yeah, or or you slam the brakes. Slam on the brakes. Yeah, but I I I, I did I did. I did like that scene just for like the visual part of that. I thought that it was, that was really cool. Um, however, I do have a couple of weird pedantic problems that I have with some of these fight scenes. For one, um, like the fact that Captain America has, you know, basically this, you know, that has this very powerful shield, of course, that, you know, vibranium is this great um, substance. He's able to withstand an entire explosion and literally every bullet in existence 
but that's not my but that's not my um that's not my problem the problem that i have is that why don't why don't the uh bad guys just like the people with the guns um have this genius idea of just shooting his legs where he's not protected like why didn't Was they he think not of that? ever crouching down enough that he's basically behind the shields I mean, his legs were definitely sticking out, I feel like. Like, if someone, like, if someone went, like, lower than the shield, they probably could have nicked his uh, his foot in the lower part of his leg. Because oh. the shield's pretty large, but I don't think it's that large. I mean, you don't think he would have had Kevlar all over his suit? Mm. But also, it's incompetent henchmen. Yeah, there's that, too. Why would he incompetent henchmen? Do something smart to take out the hero. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they gotta leave that for the Winter Soldier to take on. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I'm not quite certain. Um, it, it, this, this is sort of a minor point, but um, but I'm not quite certain what constitutes Captain America, you know, using the shield and when he goes to hand to hand combat because because uh, during the first fight um with um on the ship, right? He um there's one point where he just goes hand to hand combat at one point and doesn't use the shield. Like I'm, I'm wondering what constitutes whether he uses the shield or not. That's, I mean, obviously I guess if you're getting shot to death, a shot up to death, right? Like you're going to have to carry the shield in order to block all those bullets. Right. Yeah. But, but even, but even then it's like you, you just, you just throw the shield in order to, uh, take out enemies as well. So I don't know, like when, what constitutes hand-to-hand combat for Captain America? When you're goaded into it by Batrock, that's when. Hmm. So you're saying he, uh, he, he got forced to, he, he got forced to because he's like, basically, in other words, he was like, pussy, you won't. <laughs> like that's basically, basically. What, that's basically what he was saying. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, while we're on the subject of going over minute details, I thought it was an interesting choice in the streaming version of this because, uh, we always put on the closed captions of the movie on, uh, when we're watching it. And I thought it was interesting that during that ship scene, um, that the translations of the, um, uh, of the crew on that ship are are in the subtitles rather than with text on screen uh, like in the actual movie itself which is an interesting choice because if if you don't have closed captioning on you're going to miss the translation of those characters so i don't know that, that i found i just i found that weird that they put it in the closed caption and not like as text on the screen because in a lot of other st- movies they do yeah, but is it always necessary to translate foreign text? Yeah, it, it, sometimes they, yeah, to be fair, sometimes they don't. Like yeah. I guess it I guess they only translate the stuff that um that is really required to be translated, but also like yeah. but also yeah, if if you wanted it to be translated, it which if which if you're looking at the subtitles, they definitely translate it. Like you probably should put that on the on the screen because if you don't have closed captioning on, everyone else is gonna miss it, you know? So Yeah, but I think at some point just random goon yelling in another language, it's it's not necessarily know what he's saying, just that he's trying to get someone to do something. Yeah. 
But going back to the Bucky fight scenes for just a moment, I I thought that this was sort of a weird uh, trope and like something that I thought was not completely necessary because at one point Bucky seemingly has a chance to kill Captain America, but can't bring himself to do it because there's a news chopper covering the situation. Sure. Okay. Like I thought that was kind of weird that a news chopper covering this was enough to stop him from doing anything. Presumably. I mean, I'm not sure how much he's going to care that this is being done out in public because that chopper is there. Yeah. Which I, which I thought was, yeah, which I, which makes it even more weird to me. That's like, why are you concerned about it now that there's a news chopper covering it? That's the part I don't understand. But uh, the uh, great reveal at the end was, of course, when uh, Black Widow um, was disguised as a S.H.I.E.L.D. council member um, and, like, basically disguised to infiltrate the building, right? How that ended up happening where um, <laughs> where she ends up becoming the, this uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, council member in disguise, we're not really sure. But all of a sudden, this uh, <laughs> this... Um, this older looking woman is uh, is just, you know, kicking ass and taking names all of a sudden. It's like something doesn't seem right about this. And sure enough, it was because uh, <laughs> Black Widow was behind that costume. <laughs> a, a, a very elaborate facial disguise. Yeah, very elaborate. Yeah. It's like something out of Mission Impossible. Yeah, it, real, it really is. Yeah. T- talking about spy movies. Yeah, true. Um. We should probably uh, we should probably go into that series at some point. At least the first Mission Impossible movie, if nothing else. Have you seen any of them? I have not. <laughs> I mean, you should know One's the answer a little to this different question than by the now. rest. But that's this is not a Mission Impossible uh, respect uh, show. Yeah, Captain yeah. America. Yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll circle back around to that one. Um, but uh, but essentially, um, uh, Black Widow is sort of. Um, holding all of these you know classified files hostage essentially and you know basically is threatening to release them to the public internet to kind of expose the corrupt operation that um that hydra has been running essentially hydra slash shield and what's significant about that particular um story or the part about this story is that there's one detail about this um, about that angle of the story that I didn't pick up on the first time I watched it. And it wasn't until I listened to uh, Tom Merritt and Brian Brushwood's spoiler time episode on this movie. Um, and, and they, um, and they said something that I, I think is important to remember because it's a very much a, of the time period um, aspect because uh, remember, I said in the stats section of this movie that it was released in 2014. Can you recall, uh, Tom, what was uh, very popular in the news back then and especially the year prior? Well, I mean, this is cheating by looking at the doc, but I'm going to say Edward Snowden. <laughs> yes, Edward Snowden. Yes. And uh, and that story was like the big sort of... Um, story and it's in many ways it's sort of similar where um you know edward snowden is releasing all this classified information that about the nsa right and so it and, and if and this was almost certainly written in this movie like that the the scene about releasing all those hydra files um or and shield files is 
kind of written in this movie as a call out to that situation almost it feels like to me um but uh what do you think of that scene um now though tom i don't i don't know was snowden doing that long enough that it would have it would have had enough time for the whole writing and production process of the movie yeah well these, well this, snowden, these well, movies are not a quick turnaround considering yeah writing especially all the effects that they had to put in after the fact well you know what it is because because i remember i very distinctly remember it was in the summer of 2013 when snowden first um uh you know revealed all this information presumably um um the movie was still in production at this point because it didn't come out until april of 2014 so conceivably um and also it was towards the end of the movie too like they're at the last part of the movie essentially so i don't think it would be too inconceivable for them to include that in the story and or go back and reshoot some stuff to include that but it feels weird to me that it's like i'm not entirely certain why they're deciding to try to pull from a modern trope in this movie other than for inspiration for this story you know i mean the way you're describing it sounds kind of shoehorned in yeah right like that's yeah because because when i listened to um because uh, I, I i didn't i to be fair to them i didn't really pick up on that correlation until after the fact but now that uh, i mean i don't know maybe it has stood the test of time because i didn't um because i didn't notice the t- um the correlation until after the fact when 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 they mentioned it right when tom and brian mentioned it so so i don't know maybe maybe uh maybe it is fine because i didn't pick up on it i mean i don't know did you pick up on that um when you were watching the movie back then not really yeah and 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 probably not it um when you i mean certainly probably not when you were watching it this time around right probably not yeah so maybe maybe that's uh, maybe that's a hallmark of good storytelling that you weren't able to tell um, all these years later that 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 there was any correlation to that. So, so I don't that know. Spoiling time would have been really early on in Court Killers, right? Yes, it would uh, have if, been if, very if early not on. The yeah. end of real, the very end of Frame Rate. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was very early on in um, in Court Killers. Yeah, it was one of the. Yeah, they were like a couple months into it at this point. So yeah. Um, and I'm sh- I'm sure I would have consumed that spoiler in time, but I'm probably half listening to it. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, I was still in my previous business position in my company, which was listening, listening to stuff while waiting for the phone ring. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, it, it, it's you're you're like the Avengers in that aspect. You're uh, you're at the phone at the ready. Tech <laughs> support. Yep, that's yeah, that is tech support for for sure. Um, I also thought uh, this is definitely a moment where I should I I probably should have seen uh this movie or the previous movie before seeing this movie because uh, because at first I thought it was kind of weird that Captain America was was actively refusing to fight um Bucky when they're on that sort of um you know, um, helicarrier, I guess you could call it. Yeah, they um, are, they are helicarriers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the three that were, uh, launched from the, the, uh, facility. And right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Triskelion. That's what their headquarters. Is called. Right. 
but and of but of course um captain america is friends with bucky of course right and so like you know obviously captain america like like this goes to show you how much of a loyal friend captain america is because he refuses to fight bucky um even in the even in the midst of the fact that he is the the evil version of bucky and doesn't know um it supposedly doesn't know who captain america is like he um winter soldier is is there to get the job done and that's that right? right but um but captain america knows that's not him and and you know and 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 at one point lets himself get pushed into the water at the end of this movie you know when when everything gets destroyed or whatever mm-hmm. but i also thought it was interesting that bucky um snaps out of it at one point and does rescue him fr- and bring him to shore. And I thought that that was an, I thought that made that fight scene sort of unique in that aspect, because I don't think we've ever seen that in a fight scene before. And I, it, it was definitely a different take than your typical fight scene. I thought. At least in a Marvel movie that one side basically turns good. Yeah. To call it. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He kind of went, yeah, I guess you could call it that, but also he's like, is is like the evil power is wearing off, and so he's just he is naturally good. It's just that he's being brainwashed by the evilness, right? So, yeah, so that's really the important part. But, but yeah, man, I I thought that that it was I thought this is a great movie, but um, but and but before we get to our ratings of this movie, I I did want to go over um lightning round just some fun facts that I um that I found out while watching this movie. So. Um, because, because like I mentioned, there's a lot of callbacks to previous movie, to the previous movie in this movie, uh, just to name a few, uh, both Captain America and Bucky, uh, have their own displays at the Smithsonian, which leads to Captain America having to steal the costume that's on display later on, which of course leads to the Stan Lee cameo. Um, good old Stan Lee, rest in peace. Yeah, right. But it also uh, leads to a closing credit scene where Bucky looks at his display and starts to realize that, hmm, maybe he's that guy that he's seeing right there. And maybe he's not this bad guy that he thinks he is. Right. Because he's he's, he's starting to question everything that the Hydra agents and the Soviets put him on. Right. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and the mind control aspect of it is sort of losing its grip at that point too. So, um, so he's like realizing that like, Oh, wait a minute, am I this Bucky guy? And, and it turns out he is. So he's, and he's looking at just like Captain America was looking at a display of himself. Bucky also does at the end of this movie, which is so like, so great. Um, I also love the fact that Steve Rogers is still listening to old 1940s music, even though he's still, he's gotten accustomed to modern life. You know, that was a nice little touch that only made complete sense. If you saw the first film, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, come on. Everyone listens to music of their youth. My wife still loves true. 90s music. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, it, yeah, no, it, it totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of that apartment scene, it turns out that Steve Rogers' neighbor is a is we of course learn that she's an undercover shield agent throughout the movie, right? Mm-hmm. But her name is Sharon Carter. Yeah, that Carter. Um 
and uh, and I found yeah. out, and 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 I don't think their relationship is really fully fleshed out until the next movie, because I don't think it's revealed until the next movie that she's Peggy Carter's niece, and I don't I don't remember if the movie actually reveals that information yet. But I don't think it's ever brought up here. Yeah, it it, it they eventually bring it up in Civil War, but um, but yeah. yeah. It gets interesting between uh, Sharon and Steve. So I've heard because apparently, uh, apparently the comics uh, they uh, takes their relationship to some weird, um, weird places, and it it definitely is weird that uh, Steve Rogers had had a crush on um, on Peggy, and uh, now it's Peggy's niece, like. Hmm. That's, that's and and remember, Stephen is still technically an old man, even though he doesn't look like it. Yeah. I mean, presumably though, like you know, Sharon uh, Sharon is her own. Like she's an adult. She, like she can make her own decisions. She, she, she is, but it's still kind of weird. It is. Yeah, it is a little weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. Um, the fact that he looks young does not help the situation. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Certainly doesn't help. Uh, I mean, even small spoiler for uh, Winter Soldier series, Bucky does mention he's a hundred years old. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I um, yeah, and I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't really pick up on that fact, but yeah, that would yeah. make sense. Yeah, their aging, their aging doesn't stop. It's just wicked slowed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I did, I did enjoy that brief shout out to Iron Man in this film when Alexander Pierce is asked, basically asking for a personal favor from Nick Fury to have Iron Man visit his daughter, which I thought is just like, all right, dude. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, this is Tony Stark we're talking about. Yeah, true. Um, basically anything for attention. Yeah, exactly. Um, this isn't really a fun fact as much as it is pretty crazy thing that happens in the movie that I didn't really have a good place to put it. So I put it here. Uh, Bucky's maid getting killed. No, 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 no it wasn't Bucky's. It was Pierce's. Oh, oh, it was Pierce's. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that was, that was, that's new information to me. Wait, so remind me again, who's, Pier- oh, that's Pierce. Yeah. Alexander the, Pierce. The right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 If you, yeah, sorry. It was he, one of those situations where I heard Pierce, but I didn't hear Alexander Pierce, and so it didn't Alexander click in my Pierce. brain. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 He, he's the rich white guy that's gonna have the nice place. He's gonna right. Have the, true. Probably true. illegal hired hired help. Yeah. True. She's probably illegal. Yeah. And also very much dead now. Yeah. Right. Because uh, because like she literally gets killed just for going back for something she forgot. Like. And she saw something she was not supposed to see. Yeah, right. It's one of those situations, I guess, where it's like, um, uh, uh, you always they always tell you it's like if we if we told you we we would have to kill you type of situations. Like this was that on display, right? (laughs) I was pretty sure Pierce told her that. Why didn't you knock? Yeah, right. Um, probably would have saved your life. Yeah, probably. Um, also crazy that we got to see under Nick Fury's eye patch for, I believe, the very first time in an MCU film. So, and like, yeah, no, because because he always has that eye patch, and we never know why. But like, yeah, no, his his eye was messed up, man. <laughs> and you see that in Captain Marvel. In oh oh, is that when um is that when that situation happens? That happens? 
Okay. That's a flashback to 95. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check out Captain America or Captain America, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Um, yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, good cameo by Stan Lee in that movie. And it helps if you, because he's reading the script. Uh, to a movie's big cameo in in '95, so if you know what he's in that year, it's that much more amusing. Interesting. Okay. Um, and uh, and speaking of Nick Fury, uh, this was probably my favorite uh sort of call out uh in this entire movie because uh, Nick Fury is going into hiding at the very end because you know because he's supposed to still be dead, right? So for mm-hmm. a while he's gonna lay low for a little bit. He's gonna hide out. Um, you know, and, and he mentions that, right? And to keep the illusion that he's dead, there's a gravestone with his name on it. And mm-hmm. there's some and there's something else written on the gravestone. Did did you catch it? I'm pretty sure I was the one that brought up in the watch party that it was a line from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as soon as I saw it, I knew instantly what it was. But yeah, there it's a call out to Pulp Fiction. Uh, and it's specifically a call out to another role that Samuel L. Jackson plays, of course, Jules. The Ezekiel line, which is yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a complete fabrication, not actually in the Bible. Right, yeah, funny. yeah. Well, and, and yeah, and 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 on Nick Fury's gravestone, yeah, it literally has that Ezekiel twenty five seventeen verse yeah. from the Pulp at, Fiction at least movie. The beginning, at least the beginning of right. it. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, it turns out this Bible verse isn't exactly directly quoted from the Bible. But hey, uh, if you want to know more about that, um, you can listen <laughs> to the Pulp Fiction episode uh, that I did with Kent Fillor, uh, because, uh, man, that that uh, talk about another great movie, too. Like that such a great movie, man. Uh, but yeah, no, that's such a great little call out there for, in that movie. So. And it and it's totally appropriate because it's because it's literally two characters that Samuel L. Jackson say, both plays. Play by the same guy. Right. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh all right, man. I, I think it's time, man. I think it's the time to give our final ratings of this movie, man. Uh so thumbs up, thumbs down, Tom. What are you giving this movie? So if this little Captain America had puzzle thumbs, I would have used that. But let me get another prop to uh Oh, I, think. I think I know where you're headed with this. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> Again, wish I had made the thing for Infinity War because this would have been more appropriate, but timing. Yeah, fair enough. So, but uh, but thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, if you're watching the video, then you got to see that happen there. So if you're not, why aren't you watching the video? Absolutely, man. Then you can see great gags like this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, my rating of this movie, I am going to give a thumbs up as well. I enjoyed the story a lot. I thought the pacing was excellent for this movie. Even like I said, even though there were some key elements of the story that I was missing because I hadn't seen the first movie yet, they did a very mm-hmm. good job of ex- of either explaining them or at the very least, I got enough information to know what was going on. And I wish every MCU movie did that. And not every MCU movie does it as well as the Winter Soldier does. And if there's some, if there's anything that Marvel can improve upon, it's that, I believe. And But I appreciated Captain, or, um, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier because I, 
I didn't have to necessarily watch the first movie to get everything in this movie. Does it certainly help and enhance this movie? Absolutely. But is it 100% necessary? Mm, debatable. <laughs> uh, I mean, it probably is also helpful with time that this came out so early in the MCU mm-hmm. that there's not a lot that they have to reference anyways. Not a lot to catch people up on. Yeah. I guess it is sort of a catch-22 problem, right? Because it's like, because yeah, if they didn't release um, more movies, they wouldn't have backstory that they needed to tell. But also right. if they, uh, but also they're making the problem worse by, by releasing more movies, but also of course people want more movies. So, you know, it's like, it's a double-edged sword, right? <laughs> yeah. Like with Guardian 3 coming up. Yeah, There's so much that they have to cover between the first two Guardians, everything that happened in Infinity War and Endgame. And in order to watch and Infinity also- War and Endgame, you have to watch Thor Ragnarok too, which is yeah, no, it's and also the holiday special, which yep, yep. Hopefully you you won't forget I, to watch. I have I have already watched it, but um, and um, I'm I, I am not going to spoil uh, what happens in it. But all I'll well, say no, but, is that if big, you, you're, you're not going to be surprised by the big reveal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 to right. be fair, they do mention it in the third Guardians movie from what I've been told. But if you want Early like on, a good maybe. if you want more Guardians in your life, and I certainly do, like you're going to want to watch the holiday special because there is there is at least one big reveal that happens in the holiday special that you find out about. Um, not going to say what it is. But it's like what it's like what an hour, good holiday. I, I, less than that, even yeah, it's yeah. it's literally like like thirty forty minutes. So right. yeah, it's yeah. yeah. And in fact, you could probably pull it up on your phone, watch it while you're waiting for the trailers to start for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like that's how short it is, right? So, but yeah, man. Uh, but, but but anyways, yeah. that's again, this is not a Guardians show, the Captain America show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just unfortunately all inter- interconnected. I know, yeah, and but yeah, but and and again, 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 again. I will continue to say this. That's one th- area that Marvel can improve upon is that I, 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 I get that there's a lot of backstory that you have to explain, but you could you can do a better job of it. I think I think you can do a better job of being more inclusive to people like me who have not watched all the movies right and so yeah. and i and i think if there's anything that marvel needs to improve upon it's it's appealing to people like me who have not seen all all 18 or 19 previous movies you know so yeah and eventually got to get into the series but those are about 10 episodes each yeah or to be a, fair a the, half hour to an hour depending on the series yeah to be fair those are pretty short and and yeah. it's not like yeah it's not like a movie where if you pause in the middle of it you, you know it's like you're it sort of like ruins the flow of the story a little bit so yeah no so to be fair on that but yeah either anyway. way man um that I think that's going to wrap it up for our discussion of the winter soldier uh tom thank you so much for joining me for this uh movie <laughs> Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, where where can people find you? Uh, where can where can they find you? Well, like before, twitter.com slash Captain Jack nine thirteen. But I hardly post there, so you don't really get my insights on anything. <laughs> uh, if you do want to interact with me, 
well, I'm always almost always at Willie's Game Night on Friday nights. And it's not postponed. Uh, doing Jackbox games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got well the watch parties for all these movies. So become a patron and uh, watch these movies with us. It's a good time. Yeah, and of course, Udo, if you're Puncher, his movie party uh, mm-hmm. every month, uh, watching horrible movies. <laughs> yeah, that one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, the movie party is the opposite of the cinema venture watch party. Where sorry, we watch, watch party is you, movie yeah, party is Poodle. Right, yeah, but uh, but in the sense of the watch party is uh, for cinema venture is where we watch good yeah. movies. Movie party is just like the cinema vention watch party, except we are watching bad movies and making fun of them and making jokes all night. And it's yeah. great. <laughs> Which is preceded by Big Voice Jay's uh, show for every for mm-hmm. good three hours, uh, talking about dumb uh, news articles and all that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. And uh, yeah, no, it, and- it- Marvels. Win every Thursday for this season. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We're on the. Uh, and, 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 great night. Yeah, and if you ever see uh, Captain Jack nine thirteen around in the chat, that this is him. Yeah, so, but yeah, man, absolutely, man. So yeah, uh, at Captain Jack nine thirteen on Twitter. Otherwise, you'll see him around if you're if you're watching any of our content for any amount of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as Twitch always puts at the end of their thing, it's like see you in chat. So that's what I will say for. Top, just see them in chat. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, thanks again for joining me for this, man. Thank you, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Of course, I do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on this show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, you can join the conversation in our Discord. That's over at discord.cinemavention.com. But if you can't make it to the watch party, um, that uh, Tom is uh, involved in a lot of them. But if you can't make it, don't worry, because if you're a patron over at patreon.com slash is one, you get early exclusive access to that episode or to all of the uh, watch parties. Um, exclusive. I said um, um, early access. You get exclusive access. These do not go out to the public. So patreon.com slash is one is the place to go for those. And it's also a good way to support the show as well. Thank you so much to everybody who does. Um, as Tom mentioned, I am live twice a week playing games with the community on my Twitch over at twitch.tv slash is one. If you have thoughts about anything we discussed about this movie today, you can send in your thoughts in the Discord. Or if you prefer the old-fashioned way of electronic mail, you can, do, um, you can send an email at email at cinemavention.com. And all the previous movies we've covered on this show are over at cinemavention.com. Thank you, Kevin McLeod, for the intro and outro music. He's over at incompetech.com. And we'll be back next week to continue my Marvel journey to get ready for the new Guardians film. Our next film is the next Captain America movie, Captain America Civil War. Um, And I'm, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I have some thoughts about this movie. You're not going to want to miss that discussion. Until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)